TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Is this the nightcap? Yo, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Nightcap. No! This is Patrick! Time now for the Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Well before the NFL went on Nickelodeon, we were going Nickelodeon here on the Nightcap. Were you a Nickelodeon kid? Of course. SpongeBob was one of my favorite all-time shows. Just in general, not even kid shows. Okay. <laughs> yes, I got him. I, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Did you watch? When I was a kid, SpongeBob was my favorite show. Okay, mine was. I would have been a Nickelodeon show. Fairly Odd Parents. No, I was more Jimmy Neutron. I, I was a Jimmy Neutron. I liked kid. Jimmy Neutron a lot. Yeah, I do you liked... remember uh, they had SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, yes. and Jimmy Neutron back to back to back, and that what was the run. greatest part of my day. Yeah. What a run! Seven seven thirty eight, I think. Was even maybe the time slot. It was like prime time. That's what you were looking at. Absolutely. Um, were you watching Bears and Saints on Nickelodeon, or did you see, did you see enough of like what it looked like? I I think they did a great job, and I do it too. was just the worst possible game for them to do. Yeah, it was just exactly what I expected it to be. That Bears team is unwatchable. I yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, we both wanted to see the Cardinals in the playoffs over them. Just out of intrigue. Intrigue, that's it. And lived up to it. And Mitch Trubisky's probably now done with the Chicago Bears. That's that's a strange one. That it was trending towards, okay, he's going to get another contract one, two years maybe. And then on the morning of the game, it's like, if they don't go on a deep playoff run, he's not coming back. And then they lose in fa- that fashion. They score nine points, but that also includes a touchdown at the end where Jimmy Grant just walks off the field after, by the way, which was pretty funny. Um, Mitch Trubisky, MVP, though. It's on his pro football reference page now. Yeah. MVP. Nickelodeon Nickelodeon. valuable player because (laughs) kids couldn't vote or know who the good players were, apparently. He has to be like a top five bust of all time at this point, right? Especially in... I was going to say because of who went after him. Because of who went... The fact that the Bears traded up to get him. One spot, by the way. They traded and up gave one a spot. bunch of picks to San Francisco, I believe, to Terrible. get him, and then Mahomes and Watson. Terrible. 
The Bills reportedly like Trubisky, too, so good thing that didn't happen. Very maybe, good. Hey, if they really liked him, maybe he'll be their backup quarterback next year. Yeah. Um, we are not going to be talking about the Bears tonight, trust me. Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap, our first Nightcap of the week. We're back into Sabre season, so you're going to have limited me. But that's okay because, obviously, we're getting hockey in exchange. So Thursday, Friday, we've got Sabre games on the air here at 7 o'clock, starting with the home opener Thursday night against the Washington Capitals. I am really fired up. It's it's very easy to see past Thursday because there's that looming Bills game on Saturday. But this is going to be the best three-day stretch, I think, of Buffalo sports, for me personally, that I can maybe remember. And that's in part because the Sabres are 0-0. Zero and zero. And that, for them, the last nine years has been the most exciting time of the season is when they are 0-0 oh oh yeah. to start the year. And then this Bills game on Saturday, which we're going to spend almost all of today on, I would imagine. I, You put it out in the hall to me earlier. Are you afraid of Baltimore? No. And I am a lot more... I respect their the challenge that Baltimore is a lot more than I did in Indianapolis. Looking back, that was probably not... That wasn't right. Because Phillip Rivers was a lot better than I thought he would be. And that team overall, I mean, there weren't many mistakes made, at least player-wise. There were some coaching decisions that were questionable. But that Raven, this Ravens team just still strikes me as a whole nother level. It is Lamar Jackson. It is how dynamic of a player he is. That Tennessee game, they're playing him pretty well through the first half. And then, boom, you blink, and he takes it 50 yards for a touchdown run. And that could happen on Saturday. The Bills could be playing him perfectly. And there would be one play where one guy forgets his assignment and he makes you pay in a way that the team you just played, the Colts, really couldn't do. Right. And that's why I think they are I, – I wanted Pittsburgh. I wanted Pittsburgh in a bad way. Oh, everyone did. Yeah. But it wasn't just about the Steelers. It was also – I'm trying to avoid Baltimore here. And I'm trying to get them in Kansas City's face. And here they are, and I'm still – the Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they deserve to be that, and I think I would be on the Bills' side of that. I think that they are a more complete team overall, mostly because of how strong their passing offense is compared to Baltimore. But, man, I I, I, I was sleeping That's on them at the point take, of the year, Joe. and right now I think that they are a real challenge. That's an interesting take. You think they're a more complete team overall? I just – where's the Bills' biggest glaring hole? Their whole defense. Their whole defense? If They, they played... did not play well <laughs> against Indy, but they were sixth in the league in DVOA in the last 10 weeks. And total defense, they finished just above the midpoint of the league. I think 14th or 15th. Right. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is this is an extremely talented Ravens roster from top to bottom. The only real difference I see is just the styles. I think the Bills are... It's weird because they're just explosive in different ways. The Bills are extremely explosive passing offense, but like you said, Lamar Jackson only needs one crease, and then all of a sudden there's six points on the board. That's the definition of explosive. I mean, individually, with the ball in his hand, Lamar Jackson has to be one of, if not the most explosive player in the NFL. Not just so quarterbacks. different kinds of explosive offenses, but they also... You know, they definitely don't have the receivers, the, the weapons outside of Jackson that right. the Bills do. So that will definitely be an advantage for the Bills. But I think defensively, the Ravens have the personnel 
to keep up with the Bills. They're getting healthy now, which is huge. They haven't really had a healthy secondary since week four or five-ish of this season. Mm -hmm. Starting to get healthy again, I think they can present challenges to the Bills passing game. And if that's the case, how do the Bills counter that? Because we all know the Bills do not have a very good run game. No, they do not. I don't want them to either. <laughs> I was going to say I don't want them to. I don't almost even care if they have a good run game or not. But even though they won that game in Tennessee, that was a bad Titans defense. That's a, that's a truly bad defense. Yeah. Like, that's a step below what the Bills have right now. And Jackson went off running the football. But he was still – the, the and not just him. I always hate pinning him on it because – I don't think he has the the ample re- uh, resources right now to be able to do what Josh Allen is doing. But that that was pedestrian last week throwing the football. Marquise Brown was good. Seven of nine targets, 109 yards. 109 out of Lamar Jackson's 179 total. So he was good. But throw Tredavious White at him next week, shadowing him, and you shut that down. You shut out that seven catches for 109 yards. And I'm struggling to find how Baltimore moves the ball against this offense enough to where the Ravens can do better offensively than what the Colts did last week because 500 yards in total offense by Indianapolis, they did only end up with 24 points. The bills, we knew, we knew it, right? We talked about it all last week, how many different avenues the bills had to win. And they found one, one that I didn't really see coming that the Colts would make some questionable decisions coaching wise (laughs) Kicking the or not kicking the field goal, but punting from the opponent's yard mark twice, right. uh, and then not getting a fourth down at the, near the goal line, which I thought was the right decision, but it doesn't end up working out for them. They left points on the board, the thirty-three yard field goal by Blankenship, I, margin the, for error. The Bills had a slow start, and they still got to twenty-seven. They still got to twenty-seven. In the heart, even though I do think Baltimore is a big challenge, why I would still pick the Bills is. They just beat the Titans, but they only put 20 on a bad defense. And the Bills have proven for how many weeks now they're going to get at least, last week's total, 27. They're going to get at least 27, and it almost doesn't matter how good the defense is on the other side. So that's that's the race, is to me, can Baltimore get to around 30 points? You could also argue that Mike Vrabel oh cost or at least Holy cost a ton of he chances he probably cost them. You, I think you could make an argument. He cost them the game. Yeah. I think you can make that argument. He at the very least limited their opportunity. Yeah, and that's just not something you'll see out of this Sean McDermott coaching squad, at least in game day situations. And which is remarkable to say that out loud. Like I have full confidence in the Buffalo Bills coaching staff to mer- make the correct calls on fourth downs. And that's that's fantastic. I feel like yeah. the coaching staff <laughs> has an edge almost over everyone. However, you have a offense coming into Buffalo that I can I just don't know how the Ravens on third and short or fourth down can be stopped. There are just so many things you can do mm. with Jackson's skill set. And I think a lot of it is can the Bills force Jackson into passing situations? Can they dominate first down? You know, if they play like they did against the Colts, I have a hard time seeing them stopping Jackson. Yeah. I'm looking at last year's box score right now between the Bills and the Ravens. Ugly. 
They got I was cuz I just said I think Baltimore's got to get to around 30 points I think to win that game. Last year they got to 24 against a stronger Bills defense. Stronger Bills defense, stronger much Bills worse defense, offense and a worse what? Bill a worse Bills offense. I was going to say cuz I think last I think this year's Bills team, this year's Bills offense maybe they win that game. Yeah. With this Josh Allen. Now, defensively is what I wanted to point to though here. Jackson's held the four, 40 yards rushing on 11 attempts in that game. And if I feel like I remember correctly, the Bills did a great job with their linebackers in space. Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, I think, did a phenomenal job in that game. And the edge rushers, almost, if I remember right, and again, I'm going off memory here, that they were almost worried more about setting the edges and containing Jackson in the pocket, kind of like what you just said, make him beat you with your arm, than trying to get to the passer. Because if you go all out to try to get to the passer, then you're going to be opening up lanes for him to take off and run. And I feel like, again, like it's the confidence in the coaching staff that you just kind of spoke on, that they proved it once, and I feel like they could absolutely do it again, even though this defense has been weaker overall this year than last year, that they could limit Lamar Jackson's running. And if they do that, if they limit it to anything close to like what they did last year, I don't think the Ravens are winning this football game because that offense, as it's currently constructed, cannot go toe-to-toe with the Bills throwing the football. And they better hope that their defense can limit Josh Allen because that's always been their worry when, when their name gets brought up about a matchup with Kansas City is can they keep up with Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes gets his points. And that's where we've arrived with Josh Allen. Josh Allen gets his points, and you're going to have to throw the ball at some point to be able to keep up with that. And I just don't. I don't have confidence Baltimore ha- has that in them still. Even though last week, like Marquise Brown, again, had a really good game. I am so excited for this matchup. I mean, you, couldn't, perfect matchup. you couldn't have more contrasting styles of offense. Yes. Like, you could not. And Bills fans don't want the Bills to hand the ball off once right. this week. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> and Ravens attempts. fans probably don't want Lamar to throw. Like. Mm-hmm. And you've got two quarterbacks that were drafted in the same draft class. Yep. You have got... The two most controversial, by the way, I would think, by far, if I remember correctly. I know, for me personally, I they absolutely like, were. Wasn't Mayfield at one kind of a surprise? Most people, I think, thought Darnold was going to be the first pick in the draft. Right. But then... Mel Kuyper thought Allen, but he was like the only one. I don't remember <laughs> a lot of Mayfield hate going into that draft. A lot of people pointed to his Me size neither. and stuff like that. But I think but I remember people being a warmed surprise. up to him. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, the, the Browns took Mayfield. It, that's surprising they didn't get Darnold. But I don't think of... I can't remember specifically Mayfield being a hated prospect. I didn't think that Mayfield was going to fall to the Bills. No, I didn't think that either. I, well, by that point, the day before, I think we knew it was Mayfield. Right. And how about that? Mayfield right now, the oldest quarterback left in the AFC. Isn't that great? That's in- incredible. Three quarterbacks from that draft class, and one of them's not the Jets guy. That's that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, com- on contrasting on the NFC side, it's all old guys. Right. It's Breeze and Brady and A super uh, young guy is going to be taking on a super old guy as long as the Rams don't make the Super Bowl. Right. And then maybe it's John Wolford at that point because Jared Goff can't get his thumb right. So, yeah, there is so much working in this game. I, for the the casual NFL fan in me, is happy about the outcome because I think people should be across the country. Al Michaels, actually, today on this station, 
and you know he's on a Buffalo station, so maybe he's just you know he's warming up to everybody. He's he's just saying it because he's on a Buffalo station. But he said that Bills Ravens was the best matchup this weekend, and I think overall for the NFL it is, and it's a big reason why that's the Saturday night NBC game. Yeah. Um, I mean, as soon as the the Steelers lost, you had national people tweeting out, "Well, this means we get Bills Ravens, and that's going to be a fire yeah. match." Like a ton of people were saying that. Everyone knows. You know, that's the other thing. Like, I think Bills fans need to put down this mentality of, oh, they gave us the one o'clock slot. I don't, that was less of an indictment on the Bills as it was on the Mm -hmm. Colts, I think. And when you get a marquee matchup like Jackson Allen, what, what happened? You were put right into the best slot of the weekend. One other thing I want to get to before we hit a break, and then I want to throw out another NFL story for next segment. Um, Zach Moss is out. He will not play the rest of the season. The Bills signed today Devontae Freeman to the practice squad. I'd be stunned if he's in the game on Saturday after less than a week of practice, given also that they have two other guys in TJ Yeldon and Antonio Williams who have really only each had one real shot this year, and they both paid dividends on it. Yeldon got a touchdown. Yeldon, 7 for 52 in the Titans game, rushing, and then a 22-yard touchdown reception. And then Williams with his monster game right. against the Dolphins. I, I To me, though, this is easy. I think Singletary likely, and maybe it doesn't matter, because Singletary's probably going to get most, if not all, of the snaps. Most of the at running back. six handoffs. Right. He has six, by the way, in the last two games combined. So Singletary is going to be the running back. But I think this is an easy one. I think it's Yeldon. I think Yeldon is your number two, and then Taiwan Jones will be in there as the three, regardless, just for special teams. So I think Yeldon's the guy. Yeldon is the most versatile of these other options, and I think the Bills will care about pass blocking. That's kind of where I've arrived with the Bills at running back. I almost want just the best pass blockers back there because Allen doesn't throw it to him, and the Bills don't really run it with him. So what am I really missing out on if TJ Yeldon is my compliment to Devin Singletary? I'm getting a good pass blocker. I'm getting a guy that can catch the football. And in his limited work, has looked pretty good running the football too, for the Bills. So try to get Frank Gore back. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so like Antonio Williams, nice story. You know he was in and out of the practice squad all year. He gets that chance week seventeen. But come on, the Dolphins. Hadn't the Dolphins given up by that point? Like I, I think Yeldon's the guy here, to be the compliment. I hope that the decision doesn't tilt the game. Like, oh, <laughs> I hope I it's not that big of a decision. That. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I trust the coaching staff. Whichever they decide, I'm not going to sit here and be like, this guy, these two guys who have been on your practice squad are inactive all season long. One of them has the edge. Like, to me, that's whatever decision is made, I'd expect Singletary to get the touches. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you can add in an element – like. To, to me, Yeldon has looked dynamic, or it, show, it showcased ability in the chances the Bills have given him in the last couple of years. Yeah, which have been again very few. It's, but he's almost he's a strange journey here. He was a starting running back for the Jaguars, then he spends the year behind Leonard Fournette. Not then he comes to the Bills, and he, when they signed him, I remember thinking, okay, this is going to be like their one B to whoever their starting running back is, or Lashawn McCoy. McCoy was still here, maybe. And he's been here the whole time, and he just doesn't play. He doesn't even dress. 
Like, it's a guy with status in the league that just doesn't dress. It was always interesting to me that he was their third running back. And I think this is why you have him. You you have him for situations like this. Do you, do you not care, by the way, at all that the weather could be bad on Saturday for this? We, I, I we talked about either. it a little bit, and I just think it's so six of one, half dozen of another. I think mm-hmm. the weather could slow down their running game, the Ravens, that is. Yep. It, which would obviously be beneficial, but it could also slow down their passing game. I don't think that passing in the the snow is necessarily as yes. difficult uh, as a lot of people make it out to be, as long as the wind factor isn't necessarily in play as well. 13 miles per hour is what I'm looking at right now. But so it's not it's, crazy. It's, it's Tuesday, so tons yeah, of Yeah, who knows? By the way, on that, let me play a clip from Eric Wood yesterday. I'm going to show up in the Bulldog because I hadn't heard this before about bad weather games, and Eric Wood brought this up about passing in the snow. I've also heard Pat Mahomes talk about, because everyone makes a big deal about how every time Patrick Mahomes plays in the snow, he throws like 400 yards. And he said it's easier to throw the ball in the snow, or it's easier for your passing offense in the snow because those defensive backs have to adjust in the snow, and it's so hard for them to cut and adjust without making contact with receivers in snow. So who knows, maybe a slick field. We'll see even more production out of that Bills wide receiving core. And that that's Eric Wood from, from yesterday. I went looking for, remember the really bad downpour game in New England with the Ravens and the Patriots? Yeah. That New England wins 23-17. to I think it's a Sunday night game even. And by the end of it, it's like you can't even see the field because the downpour is so heavy. And I'm looking at that game, and it, it's different, you know, because it's not as slick, right? You're, it, there's the, the problem cutting isn't as much of an issue. But that's like maybe the worst weather game of the year. And that is Lamar Jackson's second highest passing total of the season with 249 yards. And he only ran for 55 in that game. So all that to say, just because it, if it does end up becoming a bad weather game, I wouldn't just assume that that has to mean advantage Ravens. Right. Uh, Lamar Jackson did say today he has no experience playing football in the snow, though Ooh. he did throw some snowballs at Louisville. <laughs> He's hoping it doesn't snow Saturday in Buffalo, <laughs> and that's not. according to Jonas Schaefer, who is the uh, Ravens beat reporter of the uh, Baltimore Sun. Those are not the same thing. Snowballs and football. <laughs> you know, those are not the same thing. Please throw the ball like it's a snowball and let's see what happens 8030550 is the phone number if you're on hold stay there we got phone lines open for anyone else that wants to get in bills and ravens are you afraid's not the right word are you more afraid i guess though than the of the ravens than you were the colts last week give me and brendan a call at 8030550 and then i've got another nfl storyline that i want to touch on when we come back it's the nightcap here on wgr especially in a place like buffalo Going this far uh, this year and having this great team and having a home game, you'll go into the town, and the town's not going to have the buzz that it would have if it was a regular Saturday night uh, playoff game. It just doesn't. You know, at that point, uh, it is what it is, and you just have to hope for a good game and, uh, and a dramatic game and a game that people remember. The legend, Al Michaels, on with Chopin the Bulldog earlier today. I encourage you to find that on demand at WGR550.com and the Radio.com app. He'll be doing only his second game in Buffalo ever on Saturday. That is remarkable. Isn't that crazy? Do you know what the other one is? Uh, was it the Patriots slaughtering the Bills oh, when seven. they were on the way to the 16-0 and 0 season? Not a great uh, first impression, 
I would say, for the Bills. At least up close and personal in Buffalo. Um, that game was bad. Just straight up. Yeah, hopefully people were nice to him when he was here. Hopefully. I'm sure they were. Fred, friendly good folk. neighbors. Yeah. That's, that is, that's what they call Buffalo. That is. Yeah. For a reason. All right, enough of this. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Let's get to the phones. Rich in Buffalo, you're first up. What's up? Gentlemen, good evening. A uh, few things I'm concerned about if uh, weather becomes a factor is uh, if there's like, you know, one, two, three, four inches of snow on the ground. We don't know yet. But obviously Jackson, but my concern is Picard, a 311-pound fullback, that sounds like a beast if it's going to be a running game. But my question to you boys is this. I personally would activate both Yeldon and Williams. Yeldon's a safety valve out of the backfield because he catches the ball, but Williams doesn't have a lot of film on him. I would use him strictly first and goal at three four yard line because he is going to be hungry no disrespect to singletary but this guy kid whatever is going to want to really punch it into the end zone because next year he's going to want to be either on the bills or wherever i just want your thoughts man all right thanks for the call i don't i'm not going to get into who's hungrier T.J. Yeldon or Antonio Williams. Yeldon's been sitting on the bench for two years. You don't think he wants to go off in a playoff game? Um, Antonio Williams certainly looked like a good goal line option when he played against the Dolphins. But yeah. as you four mentioned, four running backs though, that's not needed. I don't think. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't activate both. I don't think. You run the most with Josh Allen, by the way. Yeah. When you want to commit to running the football, they run with Josh Allen. That's what happened last week, isn't it? They committed to run the ball more than we had seen in a long in a while. And Allen was the one doing it. Singletary didn't. Singletary three carries last week, and I think two of them were after Moss went out. Moss had some, but they don't need four running backs. Are Singletary and Yeldon uh, similar in their styles? Kind of, but not really in the I, way they do it. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny because Yeldon's been on the team for a couple years now, and I'm I'm trying to like He's, remember a, a, a play. You know, I'm trying to like. I can remember his touchdown because it was kind of a broken play against Tennessee. Yeah, and Allen threw um, that dart to him in the back of the end zone. There's but, a play against the Giants last year. I remember where he's like leaping over a linebacker. He's he is a tall running back. I, that's what I always notice about him. He's very tall for a running back. He's athletic. Yes, you know, he can do a little he bit. Is, he can yeah. do everything. Um, Singletary. They, that's why I almost say they're both kind of all around running backs that aren't necessarily home-run threats. But Yeldon is more, to me, like one cut and downhill. Whereas Singletary, is, he might he might get that same 10 yards that Yeldon makes one cut. Singletary makes six. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're similar in, in some ways. So, um, But no, I don't think four running backs. And Richard, I was noticing him a lot for Baltimore, by the way. Like, they throw to him. They do. Not, like, just because he's the fullback, not because he's any type of dynamic threat. But... They, they use a fullback. They incorporate it. So look out for that. Uh, Jonathan is next on the nightcap. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, Joe. Hey, Lou. Um, about how afraid I am of the Ravens, I am more afraid of them than I was of the Colts, and I am still a little concerned about our run defense and Lamar Jackson run over us, and 
and the play call. I think the play call needs to be better. If the Bills going to win, they need to pass more. But what you just said earlier about the Titans game, it, um, it did boost my optimism that we could win this game. How they only put seventeen on how they only put seventeen on a bad Titans team. So I have cautious optimism and a little concern, but really hope for the best. Hope they can hope they will able to McDermott can with a good game yes. to win. Yes, thank you, thank you for the call, Jonathan. Uh, Brendan, do you? Um, how worried would you be, or how how fearful should we be of Baltimore's offense after what they did against Tennessee? Um, I'm partially like how worried. How much did that performance say? The, the, their performance wasn't anything that scared me in particular. Like there was nothing about their performance that scared me in particular. It was their other defense. than. It, right, it's the Bills' defense. It's the combination of the Bills' defense and Lamar Jackson's ability to hit a home run seemingly from anywhere. Yeah, that's what scares me. I mean, did that the size of the crease he ran through on the line seemed so marginal to anyone who's not a freak athlete like him, and then he takes it the distance. You know, it. it part of me, you know, is just worried that the Bills can be playing extremely well against the Baltimore offense, like Tennessee was doing. Until Lamar just finds a crease, and there you go. Like, that's the part that scares me. They got the home run power that scares me against a Bills defense that is prone to giving up big plays this year, which is not something we're accustomed to seeing during the Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott tenure. Yep. Right? They, they did have one against the Bills last year, that big Hayden Hurst touchdown. Yeah. Uh, for 70 yards, maybe. So It's like one of the first plays of the half, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. The second I half? So. I think so. Um, back to the phones, 803-0550. Brandon in Texas, you're on the nightcap with Joe and Brendan. What's up? Hey, good evening, fellas, man. Um, it's good to hear from you guys. Uh, great radio show. Um, I'm a Ravens fan. Just wanted to call in and um, check in around the game. Um, I think one of the underrated aspects of the Ravens offense, and I think um, I think the Titans, they just match up well with us. They're, they're physical they have athletes at linebacker. They have uh, good athletes on their D-line. Their secondary is nowhere near as good as you guys is. But I do think they, they just match up well with us. The thing that would concern me a lot if I'm a Bills fan for this game and the reason why, you know, I'm a Ravens fan, but the reason why I'm picking the Ravens to win, that size, the, the Ravens' size in the trenches, man, I think, I think Buffalo can wear down over the course of a four-quarter game. Um, I think somebody brought up my man, uh, Pat Ricard, Project P. That's a 315-pound fullback. And four quarters of getting hit in the hole, 25 degrees, 20 degrees, whatever the snow wind is going to be, I can see Buffalo's D-line wearing down. And I don't think that you guys have a couple of key players on the edge that are real disciplined, Shaq Lawson and Lorenzo Alexander. And I think Dobbins is going to make a big impact in this game. Similar to um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they're built similarly. But I think Dobbins is actually a little bit stronger um, in terms of his run style. And I think that perimeter run game is going to be a a, a big concern for um, the Bills' defense and for Sean McDermott to try to to keep that contained. Um, And the other piece that I just wanted to mention would be – so – I'm a big Josh Allen guy, similar to Lamar. Um, they were scrutinized. They were given a lot of um, reasons why they couldn't do it, and both of them have made themselves in the MVP caliber players. 
I think Josh is outstanding. I think he's dynamic. I think he's a he's a an ascendant superstar. But one thing I will say, you cannot go into this game against the Ravens and just think that you can abandon the run game. Um, I think that the issue that you guys might have this game is that if there is no run game, I don't care how many receivers you have, the Ravens have enough cornerbacks to at least keep the passing game um, in check a little bit. Not saying that they're going to stuff you guys or anything like that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. You yeah. know, but you got to have that run, at least some threat of a run. That's why Kansas City was such a tough matchup for us because um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can really kind of be that balance to the receivers that they have with Mahomes. And if there's no run game for you guys this Saturday, I don't care how good your passing game is, it could be a long, long Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, thanks thanks for the call, man. I, I just can't agree with that part of it though. Because like especially the end there. He's like your pass game could do whatever you want. But it doesn't matter if there's no run game. No 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 like end it after that. Your pass game can do whatever you want. Game over. Right. The, the, I don't care what happens on any matchup, the rest of the, the, the defense for the Bills versus the Ravens offense, I don't care about almost anything else. If the Bills can do whatever they want, passing the football on Saturday, they will win the football game. And that's it. Pretty much any football game ever. Right. He brings up good points. And, and the secondary of the, of the Ravens, they've got good pieces. They've got Marlon Humphrey. They've got uh, Marcus Peters who I, I feel like every time I watch Peters play, he gets an interception. Like, I just yeah, feel <laughs> every time just, I tune like on into a, a Ravens or wherever he's been in his career, he gets an interception. They've got pieces. But here's the thing. I also – you've got corners to match the receivers, but I also trust probably the best receiver in the NFL right now to win one-on-one matchups. I trust mm-hmm. Cole Beasley to win one-on-one matchups w- with whoever they put on him in the slot. I'm. I trust John John Brown to win one-on-one matchups. Like it's not just so simple as we can shut down your passing game. I mean, and, and here's the other thing: if you are playing man coverage against the Bills, that opens Josh Allen to running. Yep. Yeah, and that's look out. And I Josh mean, Allen's the... their best runner. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, that's gonna do it uh, for this segment and for the calls there. Um, we are going to get to our interview of the day coming back. Connor Orr from SI with Howard and Jeremy. So stay tuned for that right after this on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.